0: When chaos begins to emerge in our world, where can we go to remind ourselves of hopeful humans that are helping to create a more compassionate world? Each month in the Restorative Pulse podcast, tune in as we feature thought leaders creating innovation innovative change in our world and in our systems from the macro level to the micro level in our schools healing spaces and beyond i'm julie johnson founder of integrate network and this is the restorative pulse podcast Hey everyone, it's Julie Johnson, Um, and I'm the founder of Integrate, or co-founder, Victoria Manuel. I always do that. Co-founder of Integrate Network, and um, I'm the host of this podcast. And um, this to this is episode 18. And today we have um, Gladys Smith on, who is an addictions counselor. She's a a therapist, EMDR therapist, um, trauma trauma informed uh, yoga teacher and mindfulness teacher these days. Um, and and are you a yoga therapist too? Yeah. Well, no, I'm yeah. partially working on it, working on Works, it, it. Yeah. <laughs> working on, working on the yoga therapy piece. Um, and, um, yeah. So, uh, but Gladys, you can go into yourself. She she does amazing work, and she's also a veteran, and like that's like a huge part of her work and the work she's done around trauma as well. So, Gladys, do you want to talk a little bit more about your awesome, like glorious, amazing? like tenure in this field (laughs) in traumatology she she makes it you know yes i'm old (laughs) no you're not old no you've done amazing work you're not old you you were like you're you know you are just doing awesome work you're just you just have a lot of experience in the field (laughs) i know i do this morning i was watching um it was uh
1: channel four i forget what it is sunday morning Mm -hmm. and so denzel washington was on there and so they were asking him about a film that he's doing the uh my Rainey's Black Bottom it's uh the last movie of Chad uh, Chadwick Boseman and you know just so happens that Denzel was a producer of it and everything but anyway mm-hmm. the announcer was saying um oh you've got a lot of work or whatever and he's like I guess I have but you know I don't stop doing uh, doing it uh minute by I don't watch it minute by minute I just do it yeah. I just do the yeah. stuff, and then
0: I look back and say damn I did that you know it's like I should be tired yeah. but but I'm not but you know I'm what you know what's really funny? One thing I love about you right now, in particular, because because you're doing a lot of really great work. There's a couple of us. I keep telling people, I'm like, there's a couple of us that need to like be okay right now, so we can. I think you and I have had this conversation, but we need to be okay right now, so we can continue to kind of like, you know, keep 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 the keep mobilized. Let's go with the nervous system. We stay mobilized, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like, and so I always love that about you. And and I've even noticed myself in the last couple of days. I've been like, like like I've been you know because I'm generating you know some kind of new territory right now and I was like oh did I do that it's like oh yeah I remember you did that I'm like oh I did that you know I'm like, that's why I have it with the black girl therapist whatever her name is um therapy for black girl she has the I did that folder you know yeah. I was like I yeah. did do that, I did do that. <laughs> why I have an I did that folder you have a, you have that too so I have those well yeah you're supposed to you're supposed to have a me wall and a me folder you know because you forget you forget what you do you're like damn I didn't know that uh, <laughs> you're right and thank you for mirroring that because sometimes I'm like did I do that I guess I did see that because like you're right. you keep generating and you keep doing especially once you kind of get into a pattern of creating and recreating and innovating you kind of get into a pattern of it and then you're like oh yeah this has been like an ongoing thing I've been doing for like years right, right. you know
1: <laughs> that is so true Well, my work started years ago. So I retired from the military with 27 years of service. 13 were active and 14 were uh, in the reserve. No, 14 were active and 13 were in the Naval Reserves. Um, So I was a hospital corpsman, medic. But along the way, you have these adjunct things that you can do. You know, I did emergency medicine, EMT first for like the first maybe eight to nine years. And I kept seeing all these people coming in with gunshots and all these different things, you know, domestic violence, you know, oh my gosh, depression, anxiety. I'm like, you know what, I think I want to go on the other end. And so uh, they said, well, the options are, you know, you can do OT, PT, just some other things. And, and then mm-hmm. they said, hey, got this counseling stuff over here. And I said, um, it, that's me. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the time, I I did I was a corpsman. My basic job was uh, emergency medicine. I was an mm-hmm. EMT paramedic. So you know, start IVs on people, teach people how to start IVs, do all that kind of internal stuff, learn, mm-hmm. you know, teach people how to draw mm-hmm. blood, draw blood, do the whole thing. And then I found the wonderful field of substance abuse, went through what's, uh, what's in Mir- Miramar, California. I went mm-hmm. through uh, substance abuse addictions counselor mm-hmm. training, and it's about a year-long program, and it was during the heightened period of cocaine crack and all that stuff. So I really got a great learning. It was in Miramar, California. So I got to be a drug and alcohol counselor and just thrown into it. And it was pretty interesting, you know, because people are like, you're not an addict, right? You're not any good. At, and you're black. What are you doing this for? We don't have a lot of black counselors, What are you doing like, I'm doing this? And uh, so I did it. And so I've done, I've been a counselor, a drug and alcohol counselor, maybe since 1990. That started it out. Then I started to see everybody coming in. They had trauma i'm like oh my god the first person was uh drinking heavily with other sailors and other people and she was sexually assaulted come to find out she had a drinking problem but that wasn't the problem the rape was not her cause um was not her fault but then i kept getting patients like that then i got patients that um had been men who were raped who were coming forward so i got to learn how to work with men who were raped and who had addiction but then they would come back for treatment later on and I got to treat them. And they had really what was going on is they had eating disorders. They were binging and purging, mm-hmm. binging and purging to keep weight, but they had done it so much that it became a habitual pattern and it was increasing in their life. So. so I got to do eating disorders. I was certified uh, eating disorder specialist for maybe like five or 10 years, maybe five years. But when I came back to the States, cause I was doing a lot of this overseas, mm-hmm. like it wasn't a lot of opportunity for this black lady to do eating disorder stuff because it was thought to be a white people's disorder. You know, not many black people had eating disorders. So they thought thought. (laughs) So I kind of dropped that, but I I dropped that certification, but I kept working with people with eating disorders, with eating disorders, because they didn't want to call Mm -hmm. it eating disorders. And then I started to, along the way, trauma was always something that interested Mm -hmm. me. And the interesting thing about the Navy is, is that they send you to the best training. I got training with uh, Bissell Vanderkar, Peter, you know, Babette Rothschild. And see, this was back in the day when they weren't the masters. It was like, And I just took that for granted. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Peter Levine. He's so weird. Yeah, that guy. And then, you know, I went (laughs) hiking. I got to go hiking with uh, David Burns because I did a. what do you call that uh, advanced training so I got a lot of advanced training back in the day then you know uh, I started working with trauma specifically trauma specifically mm-hmm. and addiction and the triangle of that and then along the way when I was overseas I think I was in Guam or I was somewhere in Asia I got introduced to yoga and I started doing yoga a little bit at a time then I was like hey mm-hmm. I could combine this stuff together you know, so I started doing that mm-hmm. with my military buddies. And so we just, kind of, I just kind of got in the field. And one thing, your resume or your repertoire of your, your life and your career starts to build as you are exposed to more things. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the ways I, that I haven't burned out is because I've done so many different things. And so now I focus on trauma, mindfulness, um, teaching people about that whole thing. And then the racism part, all along the way, we have a, a program, it's the EEOC, and you teach people about you know, how not to be biased. And so I've done that training for years. When I was at Webster University, I taught uh, classes, uh, gender, violence, and uh, culture. And so, and I also taught black feminism. So a lot of the things that are coming out now and that I've done so many workshops on, I'm combining all of those together um, to work with mm-hmm. you and to work with other organizations.
0: Awesome, I know I'm so always so grateful for your partnership with us and our, your place here. So I'm you. always like, I'm always like Gladys. I'm like, uh, yeah, I just, I'm always grateful for your, for your work. You and Candace are like, whenever anyone is like, they're like, you know, we're, we're the black therapists I need. I'm like, those two. Like, <laughs> and there's it, many others, there are many others. others. Always right. Those are just my go-to, but like, yeah, whenever yeah. anyone asks for a specific like black therapist, I'm mm-hmm. always like, those two. I'm like, Gladys and Candace. I'm like, I work with them the most. I work with y'all a lot though, locally, yeah, so yeah. that's why. So well, there's not plenty not of sure. others. That- <laughs> plenty of
1: workshops we've done. I remember doing a developmental workshop and I remember Um, The one that was uh, like a year to almost two years ago, uh, the Mm. integrate and my mom had just passed maybe about 12 weeks before, but that was therapeutic for me because Mm -hmm. she would have wanted me to do that. Not just sit Mm -hmm. home and be like, oh gosh, you know, I had good Mm -hmm. years with my mom. I took care of my mom. That's why I was lucky enough to have the the last 13 years here in the reserves. I was able to do my job Mm -hmm. in the reserves Mm -hmm. and I was active duty here for actually five years. And then I went in the reserves here. I was able to take care of her, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when she had a stroke, maybe like Mm -hmm. 18 years ago. So Mm -hmm. totally blessed, blessed to be able to do it here and take care Mm -hmm. of my mom.
0: Awesome. That's so great. Yeah. I remember you doing that workshop or the doing that. And I was like, Victoria and I were like, you know, is she, she could be okay. Are we okay with that? You know, and you showed up and you were like very honest and very, um, human about it. And it was really beautiful. It was actually a really beautiful presentation and people felt, felt very connected to it. So I remember that very, very vividly. So, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about addiction and trauma. Um one thing that I know is coming up more in the conversation that I've been in has been um the integration of trauma stuff with recovery. Um sometimes those two are do not go together. And um what what's up with that? You, like you know, sometimes there's, there's like recovery culture culture, and I'm like, aren't those two like the same thing? Like or should they be? Like you see what I'm saying? say it again because are you it, seeing that too the sound went out I, like see like seeing people there's like like people usually separate like recovery culture from like trauma sensitive culture and I'm like why are those separated <laughs> you know have you noticed that that those two like there's like 12 step and then there's trauma sensitive I'm like so can you talk about like how did that separate or I guess where's the disconnect
1: well, you know, it was so funny because I'm glad you asked that. It's a good question, too, because way back when and uh, I guess it was the late 90s, because when I was in first getting introduced to all this, the late 90s, early 2000s, um, is that it was about we don't we didn't know about addiction, what we know about addiction. Now, we didn't mm-hmm. know about trauma, what we know about trauma now. And so it was always about willpower, not that what happened to you. You know so the question for trauma is you know what happened to you and right and prior to it what's wrong with you pull your streams up come on let's right. go on <laughs> and get it now if you want to stop drinking then you're going to stop drinking that was the the idea right it, they, right they leaned more toward willpower then they realized oh my god there's some brain stuff that goes on here and then there's some other stuff that could have happened to make that person's brain operate the way that it does and so it, for a long time it was about willpower and tough love and get up get up off of it and stop drinking stop using stop doing that and they did not connect the part of the trauma but one of the premier people of the two that i that i've had a lot of work with was Bissell vanderkalk he he started his work in the va so mm-hmm. and, and he was doing trauma work way before people were. And so then they started, cause see the trauma and the trauma work and, and connecting addiction and all that really wasn't in the DSM, you know, until the late eighties. So it was sort of new. Mm-hmm. It was kind of new mm-hmm. and they always wanted to put the addiction or the trauma on the person. Cause that's what, that was rape culture too. It's like, well, if right. he hadn't had that nice dress on, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been enticed. If you had done that, then your parents wouldn't have, wouldn't have ignored you if you had, so it was the blame on the person. And now they realize it is, it was what happened to you. And now there's programs like Tommy Rosson's 2.0. And and there is the 12, um, the, what is it? Yoga Y2R, which is Mm -hmm. the 12 steps of yoga plus Mm -hmm. trauma informed plus, um, you know, uh, recovery. And, uh, what, what's his Myers. name again? I know, Nikki Myers. Uh, uh, Nikki Myers, Tommy Rawson. Awesome Tommy Rawson. dude,
0: man. Okay. He
1: has like maybe 30 or 40, 30 some years in recovery, but you wouldn't know it because he is just like so smooth. He did a class for um, Thanksgiving. That was so awesome. Okay. you probably find it online, but he has a lot of free classes too, but he has a whole program and it's Recovery 2.0. And so it combines trauma, it combines yoga and it combines the the 12 step model and, you know, mindfulness all together. And that I'm like, yes, I'm on that. I love it. Cause that's, that's all the stuff that I am really into. And uh, Mm -hmm. I try to incorporate that and both of their work into my work.
0: Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cool. Um, So what else was I going to say? Yeah, I think that that's, I think that's really necessary. And I, have I've gotten in these conversations recently where like, there's like, they're in two different groups and I'm like, Mm-mm, it's all mm, it's like a why are they? Why? It's a right.
1: And so you put all the pieces together. You cannot have true recovery from any one of them uh, because right. of that tendency to self-medicate with food, sex, drugs, love, you know, sure. and so, especially if we've been traumatized because we, we want to quiet that mind, want to fill that void. So it has a direct correlation and you cannot have one without the other. The puzzle cannot be complete without recognizing, okay, you have a habitual pattern with this. Is it eating? Is it drugs? Mm-hmm. Is it alcohol? Is it pills? What are you using to make yourself feel good? Then what are you, use, what are you using to make you feel good, yourself good from? What happened? Mm-hmm. You know, what happened? And so it the connections for so long were, were separate, you know, they would tell people, I remember way back when um, I used to work at Bridgeway Counseling when I just got out of the military here and so one of the things we would send people over to the trauma center over at Umsol and one of right. the That was back in the day when they were like, oh, the person has to be clean like 120 days and, you know, before we can start working with them and they have to have all this clean time. And then they realize, oh, (laughs) they can't have any clean time because they don't know how to live without the trauma. The trauma is there and alcohol helps them. And so we got them clean enough and then they realized, you know, how much clean time do you have? And then they started doing more treatment with the women um and we would refer them over at, at other intervals because before you know no one no one in town would treat people without them being clean for so many days but many of the people had been so traumatized that they couldn't imagine not not drinking for certain Clean. So right, right. we got them on a schedule but not 120 you know not like six months clean they may have been a month clean 30 days 40 days clean because we found out it was the recidivism rate that was a good thing, not a bad thing. Remember, it used to be, right. if you you've been in treatment ten times and you haven't got it yet, no, I haven't. You know, and then we understand that now. We understand why. Um, just like the mm-hmm. ACE study, they couldn't figure out why right. people dropped out of the program. Why did you drop out of this program? You wanted to get in it mm-hmm. um, because I learned all that I needed at that time, and too much. It was too much, too soon, too fast, um, which right. is the definition of trauma. Um, totally.
0: So, yeah, it, that's why. That's why. Totally. No, that makes so much sense. So, um, okay. So that goes into the trauma piece. So let's talk a little bit more about trauma, specifically racial trauma for you. Cause that's another part of your work. That's really important. And what you're going to be doing on here in February, um, she is going to be leading a workshop on here, um, called racialized trauma in the body. So can you talk a little bit more about what led up to that for you? Like this, like these kinds of workshops based off the work of Razma and um Gail Parker who's the other one Gail, Gail Parker. Parker there we go yeah
1: and then also yeah. Michelle Johnson as well and I think that may have been
0: Michelle Johnson
1: uh, yeah. that may have been a, a catalyst because I was kind of already doing that work with like teaching the students um at Webster about trauma mm. and about the racial part and then I just started mm-hmm. to become more and more aware and then um as i got more involved with the um black yoga teachers alliance you know Mm -hmm. i got more ingrained in the work and then i realized totally and, and then the other piece is that I was with the Association of Black Psychologists. And so in being mm-hmm. in that group, we did what's called emotional emancipation circles. And so what that circle mm-hmm. is, was about mindfulness first, getting people to mm-hmm. understand African-Americans because it's set up for African-Americans and minorities, other minorities now, but specifically helping them understand history first because a lot of people uh, think they know history but they really don't. And, and they just know I'm black and I'm, I'm marginalized. I'm black and people don't listen to me, I'm black. And, and so we, right. the emotional emancipation piece uh, from the, the association of black psychologists came up with a program. Um, and so they, it was right around the time of um, Michael Brown's killing. Yes. Now, so they came and they did training. They taught us how to do emotional emancipation circles with, with individuals. Mm-hmm to train mm-hmm. them to first to help them recognize what race-based trauma is. You know, we've seen it on TV, you know, many times mm-hmm. before and throughout history. But the, the biggest part was teaching people about racial trauma, what it is. And then okay. the other piece is helping them, you know, calm the nerve, introducing the parasympathetic nervous system with activities mm-hmm. like breathing and stretching mm-hmm. and exercise. And I'm like, Bing, let's add yoga to that. But I had done um, David Emerson's work. I had done that training years ago. Um, We Mm -hmm. uh, got a chance to go to uh, upstate New York or downstate New York, Mm -hmm. wherever. And so I didn't think that it was, I was just new to the yoga field and I didn't, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't sure of the connection. But then more and more people got involved in doing this work. Um, And Mm -hmm. I saw, I started combining all the rest and started doing workshops on it: emotional emancipation plus yoga, emotional emancipation, helping people understand the history um, and the lineage of lynchings and, you know, civil rights, not just the sixties and helping them understand what uh, the 1619 project was. And, you know, uh, just... I combined, started to combine everything more and more and more, kind of how it came to this. And then like right when um, the pandemic hit and George Floyd was killed and Breonna Taylor was killed and, you know, the list goes on, is that I work with some of the insurance companies like Aetna and Cigna. And so I was Mm -hmm. able to do a lot of workshops, you know, on mindfulness, but on social Uh, injustice, how to cope with with racial uh, injustice, and so that led to developing the courses. So I got to do you know, programs in, uh, because of the pandemic and everything was on Zoom in New York, mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, right? In Texas, in Florida, in Minneapolis. And so I got to do the same thing, but on a smaller scale. They could only do like one hour at a time, one hour, mm-hmm. one hour, one hour. And, you know, they, they were supposed to get it then, but carry on the conversation. So that led me to say, well, you know what? In my own hometown, I can develop some stuff and that I could package it. And maybe, you know, people would want to see it from a different view because many people can do it. But you have to be able to take in the many different views. Everybody's mm-hmm. not going to do it the same way because everybody has sure. a story, a different path. Uh, sure. And then st- I reread because uh, Resma's book came out years ago, my grandmother's hand, and I started yeah. to incorporate a lot of that stuff into it because he talks about you know white body supremacy and brown body, um, the effect of of uh, racial trauma, defining what racial trauma is, mm-hmm. um, and so. I- kind of develop the program that we're going to be doing in February, um, not so much off of just his book, but more on the, the um, Michelle Johnson's and um, Gail Parker's book. Uh, She uses restorative yoga for ethnic and race based stress and trauma. That's her book and Michelle's book is skill in action. Um, and where she combines the, the, what we know about yoga, what we know about racism, and discrimination, and the impact that that has on our bodies, our individual self and our, and our communities. And so that's what the course is going to be. Mm-hmm. We're going to have five weeks of uh, learning about trauma in the body, the nervous system, the impact of individual healing, and then collective healing, what, what that means.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm really excited mm-hmm. about it um from a lot of different lenses I'm really excited about it mostly because like I told you I'm currently doing um a course for 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 a joy yoga um again we're <laughs> doing again on uh with Ruth King's book and one thing I love about Ruth King the way you do things is you all bring in as it's what she calls and I guess in Buddhism it's called you know the the relative reality and the yes. ultimate reality you know and I really like that she does that because I think it really helps especially like Yo, mind-body people is what I call us, you know, like whatever that is for you, because I think it helps people be able to put it in a container that makes sense, and, you yeah. know, because lots of times people that are super woo, you know, are like, but we're all one, and I were like, well, that's really great, but like, that's not the the reality. And it's like that in one part, that's true, and I like that um, that she does that in her book, mindful of race, um, because she's like, yes, that's true, and also we have other roles that <laughs> these bodies were in we have to call to the attention the reality that the skin we're in, what yes. that means, right? And I love that you both do that. That's what I, I've always loved about your work is you bring those two together.
1: Yeah, and there's no They're reason to you you know, understanding, uh, we, us, we have to understand yes. our own piece before we can start pointing fingers and mm-hmm. uh, you did this and you did, so both of us did stuff. You know, right. one was the suppressor and one was suppressed, but we still have to understand that the suppressor lineage um, has an impact on individuals now too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because just as, you know, tra- race-based trauma is passed down intergenerationally in the genes, so is the supremacy piece, the anger, the frustration, mm-hmm. you know, the domination, the, t- the need mm-hmm. to dominate. That has an effect on people now today. It's really confusing for people. And, you know, so we, we all have to heal. And that, that's right. that, that's what uh, Gail talks about and that's what Resma talks about and that's what Michelle talks about. and that's why I love their work so much mm-hmm. um, because they keep it real, like you said, the, rea- the, the re- uh, reality rea- reality is that we all have some healing to do. But first right. we have to do in the emotional emancipation is truth and liberation. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot have liberation of the mind, of your soul, and of your body, unless you first have truth. And then they right. also talk about truth and reconciliation. Right. So, you know, that's what the workshop is going to be about, is understanding um, emotional emancipation from whatever body that you are in. Uh, Resma mm-hmm. calls it, uh, ab- uh, it's that emotional, uh, being an, an emotional abolitionist. And, and yes. really, fighting yes. for them, you know, and, and mm-hmm. understanding that we have to stand individually first and understand, and then stand together, stand together. That's why they have, um, witnessing whiteness programs and, and the mm-hmm. you know, yeah. alternative to that or the turnaround to that is the emotional emancipation or the healing mm-hmm. circles. Um, uh, we did those with the YWCA for, um, maybe the last two, two or three years we did those. And then it was so funny because, um, the, the individual that was running the program was like, well, why aren't aren't these African-American people getting involved with this? And what's going on with this? Because they had so many people sign up for the witnessing whiteness program, you know, to understand privilege and understand the white body and understand the impact. Mm -hmm. But, and they were like, well, why aren't these women and men, you know, running to sign up for it? It's, you know when you're when you have walked around blind for so long, you've normalized pain. You've normalized mm-hmm. it. You walk with a gait because that's how you're supposed to walk. You don't right. even recognize that you're limping, and everyone else knows right. that you're limping. They they call it in in academia, uh, academia the crooked room. You walk into the crooked <laughs> room, you know, and you're you're thinking, well, is something wrong? You know, they're everybody right. walking around in here like it's the way that it, it is, and I can see that it's clearly crooked. We have to all have an understanding um, of right. what this based trauma is, because that's what, tra- that's what we, we do as trauma survivors, is that right. we push it down, push it down, push it down, normalize it, and just keep going like it didn't happen until it starts to seep out. Depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, insomnia, vigilance, totally. hypovigilance. hypo-vigilance you know, totally disconnected with body, mind, and spirit and not, and then realizing after you get a little bit of training, you take a couple of breaths and you go inward that, wow, that's what I do. when I didn't even realize, mm-hmm. and that's what has happened to me.
0: You just brought up an interesting point that the, um, what's it called quote that Anu posted on integrate a while ago, I think it was like a week and a half ago was mm-hmm. a resume quote. Mm-hmm was trauma in a person decontextualized over time looks like personality trauma in a family decontextualized over time looks like um um looks like family traits trauma in a in a people decontextualized over time looks like culture Yep. i thought i uh, she like she texted me that she's like post that on integrate and i was like mm-hmm. it like took my breath away and i remember mm-hmm. him po- that in the book i think that's in the book i'm almost positive it's in the book, it the book. um it is. yeah like, I mean,
1: I like
0: yeah yeah and I was like because I remember hearing it I've heard the book I've read the book you know um I've heard it in rough, like, once reading once listening to it, and I remember him saying it I was like I was like I know that's in the book but um I but seeing it in the words it, like just in three simple things like took my breath away you know and I was like woo yeah. yes sir you no know, so interesting like <laughs>
1: People gravitated to resma and what he was saying, but Joy de Grew, Dr. Joy Grew, had the book post-traumatic slave syndrome. And a I lot remember of people- you. In that verse, like, oh, I don't want to hear that slave. What do you mean slave? I don't want to talk about that. But she said this, you know, way yes. back then. You know, she talked right. about it and she still talked about it. And so now we have not just her, but Chester Price. He 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 talked about internalized oppression, how those mm-hmm. that are oppressed will turn on others that are oppressed, you know. Um, mm-hmm. right. Oppressed. right. I'm not going to be as oppressed as you. I'm going to uh, oppress you so I won't be so oppressed, you know. I, yeah, you know, I have seen do that. Do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and um so yeah that that quote is is infamous it really is is a great quote but it, it is one of the same mm-hmm. ideas that um grew Gru talks about in her work and which is phenomenal work and we're going to talk a little bit about her as well in the five week that we have like the first four weeks are really learning and getting together and understanding and then the last week um the fifth week we are going to do a collective healing and it's more of a restorative class but it's awesome. really an important restorative class because we're going to um i'll cite and just dis- describe and talk about as we are in our restorative poses are in our restorative mindset review some of the things that we've talked about understanding racism, understanding race totally. based um, uh, trauma, understanding our bodies and the nervous system and how we've responded, whatever whatever color body that we are in. Um, so it, yeah, the, it culminates. It's really four weeks, and then the fifth week is truly a review and a restorative class um, to address racial trauma in
0: whatever body you have. I think what's really important that I think I've, I think I've said this a couple of times to you in, in passing, but I think what's really important about that last piece and, and integrate as a whole, you know, is one thing, you know, in a and I just did a, another um, point on, on that. in how to work. Can you hear me? Okay. I can, my phone's acting weird. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, I think one of the things that sets it apart, um, that certainly sets your work apart, and, and most people that we work with on integrate, is you know, is you're able to speak in, through that intersectional lens, you know. And one thing you know that Natasha and I um, do in the school system is we work, and I, even here, I just talk about a lot more here. I talk about a lot more in the school system trainings than I do mm-hmm. here up till now, now, um, because it's come to the forefront that it need it needed to is is how is using like what we call universal design. Mm -hmm. in order to help work through those intersectional um, situations that you have, you know, who needs to be represented, whose voice needs to be heard, and sometimes whose voice needs to be heard, is not the one that's there, and that's because of some systems of oppression, you know, and I like that you, like, you know, in the school system, like, there have been times where, like, yes, in, like, a perfect world, like, an integrate world, as I call it, Mm -hmm. like, we we would put Natasha's voice out there. Because, you know, she's talking about disabilities and she's talking about that. And we want to amplify that. But in like the systems world, as I call it, you know, like relative reality is like integrate mm-hmm. like the school systems like that is like, is like, I'm sorry, it's yes, ultimate reality is like integrate into you know, relative reality is like the school system where I work, you know, I have to say things because mm-hmm. they're heard, you know, mm-hmm. because we're still dealing with ableism. Mm-hmm. We're still dealing with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and it's not a perfect world. It's not a perfect and we have and Natasha and I just have to understand that and we do that through the lens of universal design that's how we have our common understanding that and and she gets that and I get that and then sometimes when I go when you go into like other like more like organizationally type places where like we're going for like the like you know the what we all want you know Mm -hmm. I have to like I I remember I have to like say those things I feel like you know the system sometimes the white body who carries a lot of privilege has to amplify what the others are saying oh to gosh. the administrators, you know, and that, you know, and see what I'm saying, yeah, there's a, uh, and that's of- where that universal design is really helpful. Anyway, that, I was just highlighting that, that sometimes even when we want the mar- the person that's like black, or we want the person that, with disability, or in my case, the person that's black and has disabilities with my students, we want them to say that But sometimes we're like, that like because their ableism is so thick and trauma is so thick in the systems mm-hmm. we have to have we have to amplify the needs and that sometimes has to come through like a white body you know so this
1: um is too pro- well the, the what came to mind which i was gonna say something else but i thought of it now there's a program i'm working with now it's called warriors at ease and so it's teaching um, mm-hmm. it's a big yoga program uh, that'd be another certification you can get um yeah <laughs> We have that
0: in common. We're like, oh my God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that too. I'm
1: going to do that. Um, so, I know. We're, I
0: know. We're just, we, we, can't even, we can't even put our... Go ahead. Anyway,
1: um, so what, uh, what we're doing is we developed a, um, an equity program to help teachers that are teaching warriors at ease, not only the military culture, but to teach them about culture. About working, about working with Mm -hmm. all bodies that come into the room, knowing when they're biased, and so that Mm -hmm. we push that. We really, really, really push that. And the other thing that I wanted to say is that you know bringing that that is so you're right on target with that is that um in the class we have uh, a clip of joy degrew and she talks about an experience that she had that just sets the tone for understanding uh implicit bias you know and and so i can't wait uh to get people's reaction from that it's just a clip in in the in the class and it's very short it's maybe a five or seven minute clip but it's so profound um because you get just you're like wow what Mm -hmm and it's not new for many people that may have seen it but at the end she talks about how it's not a black issue it's a us issue because right. you know and it's been said before right everyone is free no one is free you know
0: that is we right have to exactly recognize that mm-hmm Absolutely. I was writing some things down here that I, that you're saying for future, for like, for, for like for marketing. I was like, she's saying some good notes here. Um, Yeah, that's why I keep writing these things down. I was like, she's saying good stuff. Yeah, no, I think, and especially going on like no one's free unless everyone's free. I think that's a really powerful, um, a really powerful statement, you know, to when you think about, you know, when you start co-occurring oppression is what, you know, we always call it, you know, like when you, you know, when you have, a lot of the things all together in the melting pot, you know, of trauma <laughs> and oppression, oh, yeah. you know, oh. is is I think that that's a really, um, that's, I mean, it it's important mm-hmm. and it's it's it, I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, especially, you know, that t- and, and that those two can happen together. I think sometimes when we get into like race stuff, we're kind of like black and white and we're like, well, what happens when you have black, white, transgender, mm-hmm. disability, <laughs> you know? all together. That's like, whoa, boy. <laughs> what do you what do you do with that because that's what it's like up in my world and I'm like what do you do with this and how do you work with that and that's Mm really you know for me like the universal design helps me kind of make those differentiations and has because it's a case-by-case basis right and I think that's why so many a lot of white folks know get lost in the contraindication of the rules behind how they do the stuff because Mm -hmm. I'm like that's what I like about universal design, because I'm like, it helps you par- sparse out. I'm like, well, not every rule is going to match what your what what purpose is, or what the need is in the community. Yeah. So it's best to like use universal design and make a you know, universal design, because you work in the VA, of course you do. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the VA does a lot of universal design stuff. And, um, and so some, some, it's new. It, key, it went out, it's not, did you say it's I think, new? I think you said, I couldn't hear what you said. I, I said, I, I said, well, I said, I said, of course, you know that because you, because you work in the VA, VA does a lot of stuff around universal design, especially I mean, for a lot of people like, think it's new and it's not, it, it's not a new thing. It's not new. So, yeah. no, it's not new. We're it's new. It's, it's not new in education, mm-hmm. but it's new for like equity work and how to like, even COVID, we've been like, talking about this on the, on our podcast, we did specifically around it was, um, you know, like we did, you know, we figured out in the grocery stores that they were going to open grocery stores up for people that were, um, had compromised immune systems from yeah. 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I was like, universal design right there. What's yeah. the need? How can we meet it? And who needs that? You know, like, that's one thing I love about, about it. So anyway, but that all to say is, is like intersectionality and like all those things. And like, all these rules that I see like happening, all the voices that I hear in social media, I'm like, it's really nice to like have like a framework on how to like dispense, like, what is the need? What's what's my purpose and what is the need? And then like, and who needs to be talking and who needs the stage, and who needs the space, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's all to say is I like when those, cause it helps break up those nuances within the healing process, right? It does, it really does. It, 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 it's a catalyst for it because it opens up
1: all the windows that need to be opened you know, whether they exactly want them to or not.
0: Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. And I think, I think it's just really helpful. And I think I really like. Um, that it, cause you know, cause it's not always ideal. It's not ideal sometimes, that I have to speak, you know, to my, my people, the people that are the bosses of the program Natasha and I run and they all listen to Natasha, you know, you know, yeah. and I have to go ahead and send the five emails because it gets through a lot quicker, but I, but we know that, you know, like we know that that's in that situation, that's appropriate, you know? And so I try to like, that's why, and that's universal design because we, Natasha's need needs to be met. She needs to be paid in that, in that concentration. And I'm the person that can help get that further. So I keep forwarding all of their message her messages forward, you know. So you know, so
1: <laughs> the universality of it and the intersectionality of it is that, you know, we're not gonna get any of this done unless we, we do the collective work. It has to be collective work. We exactly to work together. Yeah. Yeah. So so much.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I love that about about your perspective and the way you work and the way you communicate. So I think that's always been great. So um, let's talk a little bit more before we're done here. So that's the racial trauma. Then you've done all this advocacy on sexual, um, sexual assault advocacy um talk a little bit more about that and what's coming on the pike for you because you've got a pretty cool big thing coming up around that
1: well i do i do i've got a great uh workshop i'm working on it now you know day by day i want it to be perfect um i so i'm i was chosen to speak at the End violence against women uh international um program so we usually do it uh in different states but this time we're doing it virtual so it'll be a virtual conference this time but it brings police officers psychologists social workers and Admin work, people who work in the domestic violence field together. And so, my topic, mm-hmm. uh, of course, is going to be the intersection of trauma, uh, culture, um, and uh, resiliency. So, I'm going to talk about those three in the intersection. Mm-hmm. Of that talking a little bit about uh, trauma, helping people understand that view and things that they might've forgotten or don't know mm. or heard of. And
0: mm-hmm. then
1: talking truly about the resilience piece in different cultures. Now, predominantly I'll talk about uh, African-Americans but I will have to talk about uh, other cultures as well, Native Americans. Exactly latino you know so it's a combination of that but the emphasis was on african-american women it's interesting because that was my dissertation uh, topic when i did my um my uh, phd is that i did um trauma resilience in african-american women so it's not like you said earlier it's not a new topic for me it's an ongoing has been an ongoing topic so i get to do that workshop and i'm just so excited Mm. i just want to make it um as perfect as possible, I know there's no such thing as perfect, but I want to make it really good to help see, you know, the intersection Mm -hmm. and and how they, so what they don't know is, they'll probably know just from uh, listening now, is that um, it is, it's information field, but it's really for the people who attend to make sure that they are bringing forth and know their parasympathetic nervous system, introducing them to that as Mm -hmm. well, because we can't do this work whether you are the caseworker, whether you are the lawyer, whether you are the police officer without mm. us being okay. So it's a lot, the last totally. 30 minutes of it is really uh, a love and kindness meditation. And then the, uh, the other part is mm. them just feeling their breath and noticing who they are. Oh, and cool. so the first part is going to be on just the the work that's being that's out there now that can help them do their work um a little bit better just with recognition and like um it's a, well not like but it is a meta-analysis of, of a combination of some of the work yes going on and then a chance for them to kind of just relax a little bit and feel their own bodies i'm really excited that's in april so sign up people it's it's uh the end violence against women um international conference is virtual and um i think the registration is open now
0: can you send me a link to that so i can put it in the show notes okay i will that would be great that would be great um so i think that's really that's really powerful um i think that's a really powerful um and so it's going to be like a yoga class is that what it's going to be or it's going to be like a seminar it's a, it's
1: a workshop it's a uh it's
0: a it's a workshop it's a, okay
1: 90 i think it's 120 minutes 90, 120 minutes so uh workshop um and it's uh i think they're so it's virtual so I, they may record pieces of it or something like that and then there's a live
0: part to lots it. of times with yeah sometimes with that there's not obviously because of like sexual trauma like that's they're not always <laughs> recorded you know for obvious purposes oh, these you are know recorded. Very, it, so uh, one, oh they it. recorded okay yeah, they've
1: hired uh, okay um, special people
0: to I, record it and everything so it's gonna be recorded. oh good oh good okay that's awesome because i know sometimes when the sexual violence is in there sometimes they don't record it because there's a lot of trauma around sex you know recordings and sexual trauma. So um no, no. It's yeah, it, okay it's for, well the
1: audience is police officers. Like oh I they're say, police officers. It, it's police okay. Officers, it's social workers. It's anyone that works in the Oh, it's human website. service providers. And
0: okay. It, that makes more sense. It's yeah, not for survivors. Okay. So, got and, it. Got it. Got it. So
1: if if people are looking for it and they want to it, it what I want you to go to that website anyway. It's in violence against women international. So if you Google that it. you'll find and they have so much information, a wealth of information.
0: Cool. I love that. That's awesome. Well, very cool. Um, okay. Well, so put that in the show notes. Um, okay. Gladys's workshop starts February 1st. We'll start doing a whole lot of marketing around that. So um, get ready. <laughs> this is one of those. This is one of the marketing <laughs> proponents for Let's, that. We just, we, we just got to figure out the Eventbrite page. We'll <laughs> it it's six to seven
1: 30. So it's um, on Monday nights, I do believe. Uh, Yeah, Monday night, 6 to 7.30, February 1st is the first one, Black History Month. We're kind of trying to attribute, you know, a lot to um, our culture and helping people understand both and all cultures and uh, just trying to get the information out there. And I think you will enjoy it. It will be informative and it will also be enjoyable. I promise you that. Yeah.
0: Right. No, that makes total sense. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, being on here again and doing all the work that you do, all the awesome work for you. I always value your, um, always value the things that you say. So, and, and how you show up in the world. Thank you so much. For yeah. Uh, yeah, I love your presence and I love your space and how you take up space and do things. I love it. It's so great and necessary and necessary. So <laughs> now more than ever, I was like, oh, man, what a time. Like, I was even thinking the other day, I was like, just some of the things we're doing and like the route that like integrates taking, you know, um, I mean, what a time to like, you know, to be alive to like do these things, right? <laughs> yeah, we're timely Look, so we're timely people. We're timely. Um, we are timely people. <laughs> <laughs> t- this is a t- timely things, right? So it's not like elusive. It's like right now. I was like, I mean, like right now is like right now. It's not like in the school system. Mm-hmm. It's like the air we breathe. It is, it <laughs> it's is. always been the air we and breathe. No, it's funny. just, it, it it's is. prevalent. <laughs> so integrate has always had
1: their finger on the pulse of, of all of this anyway, you know, from a wide lens, a very wide yes. lens. So this is not new stuff, but people are just realizing and, and integrate has been doing it for a long time now. So mm-hmm. it's not new. It's just, oh this is it. people are realizing, wow,
0: I didn't know that was there you know and it's it's funny you say that because I was just talking to Victoria last night and I was like you know what like like we've like we've been talking about trauma for like forever for like seven you know, yeah, like <laughs> you've been yeah. talking no longer you're like mm-hmm. and we're like where do we go with this as a as a platform right. like what how how else can we innovate this you know <laughs> that's always the question you know and so like um let us know if you have any ideas because we're you know because there's only so many times like you can talk about like, you know, I mean, the nervous system is great. We're like, how can we, like, make this more, like, how do we, like, make this, like, not, you know, I repeat a lot of things, you know, and, but it's, which is fine and always prevalent, and it always gets someone else's attention, but, um, you know, we're always, like, how do we talk about this and, like, make it, like, a new, looking at it through a new lens, you know, so, like, we're, t- Mm -hmm. 2021 we're doing universal design or bringing universal design more in and then we're also bringing in traumatic grief and talking more about traumatic because because right now a lot of us are dealing with trauma and grief simultaneously Mm -hmm. and we're widening that lens a little bit so it's more like widening that lens around grief work because we have a lot of people that do grief work um in our in our that follow us and I'm like hey maybe this is your time to shine Mm -hmm. so um anyway so yeah so I'm right with you I'm always like how else are we gonna like what do we need? How do we need to spin this this year? You know, and like, we're putting a lot of other a a lot of emphasis in 2021 on like, um, black healing or brown healing. So we're putting a lot more on bringing like, just so you know, just so you know, for, and I put it on the record, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we like want to bring in like some of the stuff I was doing with the women's creative with the black community, Mm -hmm. you know, putting in more black arts, bringing in more indigenous art, and Mm -hmm. having more of that go along because that's where I am with it. Like, that's the only way I think I'm going to be able to continue to um, stay with it and do something different. You know, that's not Mm -hmm. like just putting like new, like how to look at your nervous system, which is great and valid and not, and so important for some people. But like, I think as a whole integrate is coming at, like, how do we look at like how do we look at integrated healing? How do we look at healing and how can we look at this through the creative arts? I have people email me all the time about creativity. I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. And so I just have had to figure out how I'm going to put the nuts and bolts together. Mm -hmm. So, um, like today we put out a a post today about, you know, black, you know, um, valuing, um, creatives that are in black and brown bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, and investing more, doing more, um, doing more uh giveaways you know we love the t-shirts we love the books you know all that stuff mm-hmm. but doing more giveaways where we we buy and invest in them and then we give it away on them because i want to be able to buy from the community and not be like hey give away your stuff free behalf of the followers you know like i'm not about that life so like you know so we anyway so if you know of anyone you think would be good for us to connect with let me know so oh, yeah. okay in that vein most definitely most definitely another lady well i think i
1: talked to you about because yeah, we're jamie marish her work is great so if you look her up and, and you okay know, probably would never get her here but we get people i mean i i can do some stuff on her i love her she does 12 step she does trauma okay she does the social justice okay. stuff. jamie Marish is her name she's an artist she's an artist she's an, oh, an nice. academia she's a, she has some good, yeah. good 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 stuff and she's I'll an educator at, I'll,
0: she's an academia. I'll, look at, I'll, I'll look at more stuff yeah that's kind of who i want i'm kind of wanting to look at like artists and kind of do giveaways around their stuff and um just bringing a little bit more of that, like us investing in people and also showing off the work in that way, kind of in the way that I was working with the women's creative, but in a more like it's virtual <laughs> it's, right. and we're working around the concept of belonging. Right. So, yeah. um, and that's really what we're integrated has gone as we're like, okay, nervous system. We're like, that's great. But like, what are we actually doing here? We're like, we're creating intersectional belonging. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to we're We're, we're going to, Sift that out <laughs> and undo that a little bit. I unpack agree. that. You we know, can only talk about, you know, polybagel and, and you know, all the so so <laughs>
1: right. you're you so you have to var uh, have a variance of of looking at it. I agree. I agree. That's why I was like develop when I developed. Yeah, podcast, it is. Know, we something- can't talk about all this the whole time. We're not going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about some other stuff and bring some other stuff into it. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's where, that's where Victoria and I have been for about the last two years. And uh, they just finished on being your body. And then recently she emailed me because she's back doing, doing stuff with yoga. And she's, she's like, okay, I want to come back and we're going to do some stuff on integrate, you know, so she, so they're back doing stuff. And we were talking last night, she's like, but like, how much longer, like, can we just talk about trauma? <laughs> like, right, polyvagal, right. And all of that is relevant. And so we've just been like looking at everyone and like with COVID, it's like, that's all real and prevalent, but like, it's just so much bigger, the language mm-hmm. that we are having to speak through now with racial trauma and now grief, and now the trauma, you know, it's like, yes. now we just need to talk about how do we have intersectional experiences within us, mm-hmm. in the, which involve the nervous and more, system, and, and inter- on the healing
1: process. You know, the resiliency piece. We've talked about trauma. we talked yeah. about ACEs yes. and wore that down. And now <laughs> it's <is> time to <laughs> grow. You
0: know, where do we grow? Where is yeah. are healing? So we know. Yeah, I think it is time to. Yeah, that's what. That's where we are. We're like. We're like. We need to talk about some of this stuff because, like, we're we just sense that in ourselves and we sense it with up others as well. And, you know, and people can go back and read about all the other things we've done, you know, about around yes. trauma and, and, you know, and I repeat a lot of posts too, just to keep that going. Mm-hmm. But, um, some, but sometimes like for us, that's where we're headed as a people too. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah. So thank you for being a part of it from every step of the way with us. It's that's been a really fun glad process. to, glad to be Yeah. Here. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much, Gladys. I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you too. All right. I'm going to turn this off. All right. Uh, so, Stop. Okay, cool.